You're listening to Al Pastor, the show that helps you love God, love your neighbor, and eat more tacos. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, friends. I want to thank you for tuning in today. We're going to be covering Genesis chapter 24, just the first 18 verses. I hope you enjoyed our reading from yesterday. Uh, I don't want to overuse this word, but we are just going through some beautiful, beautiful passages of Scripture. And uh, what I really like about Genesis chapter 24, the way that I want to set this up today, is just give you some things to think about, some things to meditate on. I don't want to muddy the water a whole lot. Um, I mentioned this on Sunday. We have some different settings that are available. Church is obviously completely and totally different than a Bible study, like on a Wednesday night. Uh, you know, the preaching, the proclamation of God's word is heralded from his pulpit. And uh, that is entirely different than teaching. And so Wednesdays, we sit down, we dissect, we have an opportunity to interact. And then, of course, we're trying to introduce a third method, which is fellowship via home groups or people gathering together around God's word. And so I think I'm beginning to see with more clarity the purpose of this podcast, which is uh, essentially to just be somewhat of a guide for you rather than an attempt to exegete every single scripture for you. Although I do my best to exegete on my own and then allow the Lord to lead and guide, of course, on Wednesdays and on Sundays. But um, I thank the Lord. He's answering my prayer. And if you've been praying with me, thank you for your prayers. Um, I, I'm beginning to see more clearly what the the Lord's hand. Uh, I see I see His hand very evident uh, through the through the lives of you, and seeing many many glimmers of hope not just within the body of Christ here at Arvin Assembly, but I'm also seeing glimmers of hope across the land in the body of Christ. People are beginning to wake up, church. And when I say wake up, they're, they're waking up to the emptiness, the shell, the ceramic nature of what church has become. And I've got to tell you that these things no longer work. Um, I'm reminded of this as I get inundated, and this is a little bit of insider language as far as the church world goes, but as a pastor, I get inundated with promotional material and ads um, all the way down to what I call sermon in a box. In other words, uh, here, we'll, we'll take care of the sermon. Here's the hot new series for you. And, you know, it always, they, they, go, they go hard in the paint, <laughs> the new part of the year, uh, you know, November, December, and it's all, you know, marketing for, you know, how to how to preach the first four weeks of January. And then, of course, you get into February, and guess what February is? February is the month of love, right? So you're going to see the majority of churches, not all of them, and but the majority, they're going to be talking about love, either from a relationship perspective, from a marriage perspective, from a dating perspective, all of these things are going to be pop psychology, self-help type things that is, um, for the most part, devoid really of the true substance of God's Word. So I'm grateful. I'm, I'm thankful that we, as a church body, are embarking on uh, really, really depending on God's Word. 
And this is just, these are my thoughts after reading Genesis 24, because Genesis 24 is a love story. And the love story is between Isaac and between Rachel. But in reality, the love story is God's love for you. There are times in the Bible, um, there is a term that is called typology. We have to be very careful and cautious on this, so please hear my heart. The Bible is symbolic. There are symbols, and the Bible is very clear on this, on types and shadows. Now, it's possible to go overboard with these types and shadows. doesn't mean that everything is a type and shadow, but many, many, many things are. Isaac, without a doubt, is a type of Christ. Uh, as you go through Genesis 22, it's abundantly clear. There are, I mentioned this on Sunday. There are over 30 points of connection between the story of the crucifixion and the life, the death, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the story of Isaac on Mount Moriah. And today it is very, very similar. We have the story of Abraham who is very concerned for his son and sends his servant out to seek a bride. And in this story, Abraham is a representation of God the servant of Abraham, which is unnamed here, but undoubtedly this is his most, his, it's his oldest, most trusted servant by the name of Eleazar. The name Eleazar means uh, one who brings comfort. We know this from the book of Exodus, and you can study this out for yourself. But I'm reminded of what Jesus says in regards to, to the Holy Spirit himself, that he will lead you and guide you into all truth, and that he would not speak of himself. So it's in this sense that the servant is unnamed here. So you have the Father, you have the, the Holy Spirit through the unnamed servant, and of course we have the son Isaac. And this is essentially God's plan and God's purpose. He sent his son to seek and save that which is lost. And he sent his son for a bride. We are the bride of Christ. And so as we go through this today, I've also made this statement in the past. Anytime you encounter a well, you are encountering a love story. And so we're going to see a story about a well. So W-E-L-L, -L, in case I said whale. <laughs> it's a well, not a whale. Anyway, <clears throat> so those are some things in here. But there's also some practical things. So I want to give you another disclaimer. Although the typology here is absolutely there and it's evident, you need to make sure that you understand also what is going on here. So let's just go through a couple of verses. I'm going to give you some things to think about. We see in verse 1, chapter 24, verse 1, Abraham was old. He's well advanced in age. And I love this next phrase, the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. The blessing of God. The blessing of God is the, is the presence of God through his promise that comes when we are faithful and when we are obedient to him. This is not in the sense of works, guys. There's no works involved in this. But Abraham had come to the place where he can now stand on solid ground in his faith in the Lord and is completely confident in everything that God can do for him. And I want you to know that this is a place of, of blessing. This is a place of assurance that regardless of what happens, your faith cannot be shaken or wavered. 
we see a very different Abraham after Mount Moriah. And this is reflected here in this verse. And so we have this statement that I absolutely love, that the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. Don't allow your minds to go into fleshly things concerning blessings. The blessing is having full confidence and assurance in God. Everything else is secondary. What did Jesus say? Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Verse 2, so Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, oh, that's beautiful, who ruled over all that he had, please put your hand under my thigh. Um, I'm not here to hide the Bible from you. This is not just like maybe, possibly, just about, just about all commentators are unanimous on this. I know this might be hard for you to understand, but this is a figure of speech. It's a euphemism. He says, put your hand under my thigh, and they're going to make an oath. They're going to swear by the Lord. And so the putting the hand under the thigh is a figure of speech on the sign of the covenant. And the sign of that covenant was, was circumcision. Cision. And so the Bible is a little discreet in how it says it, but that's what's going on here. If that, I hope that doesn't scandalize you too much. But uh, if you spend some time in that, it really is, um, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing uh, from the standpoint of God's presence through covenant. He makes him swear that he's not going to take a wife for his son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom he says, I dwell. I also want you to know that this has nothing to do with um, the color of somebody's skin or necessarily ethnicity in this sense. From all intents and purposes, God, um, God had already cursed the line of Canaan. Do you remember that from Noah's story? And the curse involved the general dispensation of the descendants of Canaan that would happen as a result, that they would be rebellion, rebellious, that they would fight against God. So you don't want to be unequally yoked. And this is what we see in just seed form through this. And so Abraham understands that you need to have a mate, a spouse, that is um, on the same page, we would say serving the Lord as well. So this was very, very important. Again, has nothing to do with race or skin color or anything of that nature. And so the people that are from Abraham's country and from Abraham's line, from the line of Shem, from the line of Shem, these are the ones that God blessed. So very, very simple there. And I think it's also important that we see emphasized in, in this that Abraham was adamant that Isaac not go. Now, one of the reasons for this would be perhaps the possibility that Isaac could get fall in love or see something with his eyes, and maybe he wouldn't come back to the land. But what's also interesting is because we know the rest of the story, Isaac actually never leaves the land of promise. He is there. Oh, I love that. I love that. He he never leaves. It's a beautiful, beautiful picture. I also love verse number seven because Abraham knows he, and, and notices. So we have the father. We, we've got the son in more ways than one. The son is Isaac. 
But we also see the promise here. Let's just read verse 7. It says, The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, and who spoke to me and swore, saying, To your descendants I will give this land. He will send his angel before you. I would circle that. I would highlight that. This is speaking none other. The angel of the Lord is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that does not mean that Jesus is an angel, but the angel of the Lord is Jesus. It's it's just, this is, this is beautiful. It'll be this same angel at the end of Jacob's life when he blesses his 12 sons. He says, now, may the angel... <laughs> May the Lord, he says, may the Lord bless you. You can go read this at the end of the book of Genesis. It's like Genesis 49, 50. He says, now may the Lord who, who brought me and delivered me and fulfilled his promises bless you and his angel, his messenger. That's the word, his, his messenger. And so I, the, the, this is just beautiful. And I'm sure that you're going to find some things in here that maybe you will have some questions on. But I hope I've given you enough today to at least chew on, to think about. Also want to encourage you that if you document down, you take notes, you take, you take, uh, you use your journal. What a great opportunity, especially when we come together for a Bible study that you can ask, ask questions. I don't want to take, rob you of the journey of discovering God for yourself by just giving you every answer. And uh, so I thank the Lord for clarity on that. But again, if you do have some questions that you're stuck on, that you have tried to study out, and maybe you're just short on resources, or you just just flat out don't have them, let me know. I want to come alongside you. I want to help you. I want to do more than just answer your questions. I want to help you discover them also for yourself. So this is why I'm just extremely encouraged through what the Lord is doing, doing in our midst, among our church, among the body of Christ, uh, these are good things, guys, really good things. The more you can get into God's Word, the more wisdom you're going to have, the more guidance you're going to have. So spend some time today, talk with Jesus, get in His Word, break, break, break the bread of life, and we'll see you on the next podcast. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Al Pastor with Brian Overturf. If you found value in this, please subscribe and get updates. Most places podcasts are available. We're right here on Anchor FM through Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Until then, we'll see you later. <laughs>